Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. 30th chapter. Now listen, today I'm giving you a choice between life and death, between, between prosperity and disaster. For I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to keep his commands, his decrees and regulations by walking in his ways. If you do this, you will live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you and the land you're about to enter and occupy. But if your heart turns away and you refuse to listen, and if you are drawn away to serve and worship other gods, then I warn you now that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live a long, good life in the land you're crossing the Jordan to occupy. Well, today, I have given you a choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You can make this choice by loving the Lord your God, obeying him, and committing yourself firmly to him. This is the key to your life. And if you love and obey the Lord, you will live long in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. A large crowd was following Jesus. He turned around and said to them, if you want to be my disciple, you must by comparison hate everyone else your father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. And if you do not carry your own cross and follow me, you cannot be my disciple. But don't begin until you count the cost. For who would begin a construction of a building without first calculating the cost to see if there is enough money to finish it? Otherwise, you might complete only the foundation before running out of money, and then everyone else would laugh at you. They would say, there's the person who started that building and couldn't afford to finish it. What king would go to war against another king without first sitting down with his counselors to discuss whether his army of 10,000 could defeat the 20,000 soldiers marching against him? And if he can't, he will send a delegation to discuss terms of peace while the enemy is still far away. So you cannot become my disciple without giving up everything you own. Here ends the reading. I invite you to be seated. 
Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. Pastor Howard Thurman was a Baptist minister and a civil rights leader, and in one of his most quoted writings, he said this. He said, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go and do that. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Let me say that again. Back to Howard Thurman. Remember him? Baptist minister. Here's what he said. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go and do that. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. So what makes you come alive? It's not always easy to know, right? To know what makes you come alive, you need to be present in the moment. Maybe you need to spend some time in prayer and discernment, paying attention to what God is stirring up in you. Sometimes we're so busy with life that we lose track of, we lose sight of what makes us come alive. So one of the things I'm really excited about this fall is this class, Look, Listen, and Leap. Starts in a couple of weeks. You heard about it from Katie. It's going to be taught by three women from here at Good Shepherd, and through their own discernment in their own lives and their own listening for God, they each made major changes in their professional lives. In one way or another, they asked the question, what makes me come alive? And then from their experience, they developed this class to uh, provide space and prayer and tools and community for others to do that work of discernment, for for others, for you to do that work of discernment, because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Well, in our reading today from Deuteronomy, God is offering a similar question and invitation to the Israelites. In this story, Moses and the people of God are standing right on the edge of the promised land, ready to enter it. God had liberated them from slavery, and for the past 40 years in the wilderness, God had been shaping them and teaching them about what makes them come alive. In those 40 years, they learned to trust God's protection and provision. They learned to lean into God's abundance and God's blessing. God made a covenant with them and revealed that the way to have life, abundant life, the way to come alive was by being faithful to the God who was always faithful to them. Now as they're ready to step into that promised land, God is reminding them that the choices they make will shape the future. Our reading said God set before them life and death, blessings and curses, and invites them to choose life and blessing. And to choose life means to choose God. 
to love God, to obey God, to hold fast to God, as the reading said today. To come alive is to receive God's blessings, God's grace, and then to share those blessings and that grace with the world. Choose life, choose faithfulness, and then in faithfulness do that which makes you come alive. So you may be wondering, what in the world does all this have to do with the big mystery we've been teasing you along with these past few weeks? What do God's blessings and our aliveness have to do with God's work, our hands, 2.0? Well, everything. In past years, we had set up projects for you to participate in, maybe a dozen projects, and those projects uh, gave you a chance to serve, and they did make an impact in our community, and they blessed lives for sure. But those projects may or may not have tapped into what makes you come alive. And they may or may not have engaged your passions. So this year we wanted to change things up. The church council and the staff wondered, was there a way that we could invite you to share God's blessings with the world in a very personal way? maybe even in a way that makes you come alive. We came up with an idea. Well, actually, a Lutheran church in Texas came up with an idea, and we are borrowing heavily from their model, but we want to bring you that model today. And so there are some church council members here at this service, and I want to invite them to come and join me at the front. All right, I think we're set. These council members are holding envelopes, and we want every household that is here today to receive one envelope. So I want a representative from your family to come forward, so you have to look at each other and decide who that's going to be. If you came by yourself, it'll be easy. However, uh, the rest of you will have to decide who to send forward. If you're here with kids, you can send them up to receive one envelope for your family. We've got someone up in the balcony, so you guys don't need to come down. If you're a visitor with us today, we want you to participate as well. We believe God stirred you up to be here today, and we want you to be a part of it. So what you're going to do... Ooh, they're like in the starting blocks. Okay. <laughs> don't bowl anyone over. Uh, we're going to come down the center aisle. You'll pick your envelope and then go back to your seat. Don't open it. Oh, don't open it yet. I will tell you when it's time. So just come on down the center aisle, much like we do for communion, and pick your envelope. Hey, ooh, that created a little buzz. It was like the seventh inning stretch, right? So far, painless, I hope. So every day, we receive God's grace. We receive God's blessings. 
that come to us as a gift. God's grace is a gift. It's not something we can earn. It's not something we can really say that we deserve. It comes to us freely, and God's grace comes to us in the form of love and forgiveness and belonging to this great family and blessing. We receive God's grace, and then we are called to share God's grace to bless our neighbor. We receive and we give to the world. That's our call as Christians. Whew. So here's the big reveal. What you are holding in your hands is a sign of God's grace that we invite you to share with the world. You didn't have to earn it. It comes to you as a gift. So in your hands, you're holding a check for either $100, $250, or $500. The check amount is filled in, it's signed, but the pay to the order of is left blank because we want you to fill that in. We want you to share this gift of grace, this blessing from God with the world, with your neighbors in need, and share it in a way that makes you come alive. In fact, we're changing the name of today from God's work, our hands, to God's grace, your hands. Over the next few weeks, we invite you to enter into a time of prayer and discernment to see how and where God is inviting you to share this gift to bless the world. Part of our mission statement here at Good Shepherd is that we share God's grace. We're asking you to put flesh on that, to take this gift of grace and go out and share it to bless others. <clears throat> so I invite you to open your envelopes. We use super sticky glue, so just be aware. So in your envelope, you're going to find a couple of things. Of course, you'll find the check, and then you'll find a brochure, and in this brochure, we'll give you some direction, instruction of what we hope that you will do with this gift, just some reminders. There's also a little postcard. We hope that you'll use this postcard when you give the check or mail the check that you will include this postcard with a message from us, all right? So uh, you have those two resources as well. Now here are some things we want you to know. You may be wondering, where did this money come from? Well, it truly is a gift. None of it came from money that any of you donated to Good Shepherd. About a year ago, this church received a gift of grace from the estate of Ruth Grassman, who was a member here. Now, to inherit something is always a gift, right? You can't force someone to write you into their will. It comes as a gift. And we believe that Ruth's gift is a blessing from God. And we want to use it to bless others. So the council decided 
that we would set aside right off the bat 25% of Ruth's gift to give away, to bless our neighbors, to bless our community. And we've been doing that. Two weeks ago, we announced the matching gift to the $19,000 that you all donated for Habitat for Humanity. This fall, we're expanding our ministry down at the Edge House at the UC campus to bless even more students and faculty at the University of Cincinnati. And it is such a joy to share these resources with our community. But I'm not always sure how that joy trickles down to all of you. And so we wanted you to have a direct experience of sharing that joy within the sphere of your life, within the sphere of your passions. You have a lot more ideas and a lot more ways that you can bless this community than we could ever come up with projects for. So we want you to bless. Go and share and bless. Number two, we want to invite you to consider ways that you might multiply this gift. Maybe in addition to giving money away, you also invest some time volunteering or learning about this need in the world that God has laid on your heart. Or you may want to multiply this amount of money by adding some of your own money to it, or by inviting others to join you in growing the gift. Or you may want to join forces with someone else who's here today, combine your gift, and make an impact that way. Number three, we want to invite you to spend some time. You don't have to hurry. You don't have to do this this afternoon. We want you to spend some time discerning this. I mean, what does make you come alive when you think about bringing God's blessing into a part of our world that's broken? Spend time talking to God. Use this as an opportunity to jumpstart your prayer life. Talk to God about this. Talk about it as a family. If you have kids, they're going to have ideas about how you might share this money. Now, some of you might know right away, you already know how you want to use this gift to bless the world. But for others, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle to figure this out because you're going to have to listen for what God is saying. One person in the church in Texas described this exercise as a happy burden. A happy burden. Hmm. Number four, whatever you decide to do, we hope that you will share your story. We've set up a place on our webpage where you can tell us a little bit about what you did with this gift. And we want to hear from you because it's only if we listen to and honor these stories that we can rejoice at the ways that God is multiplying this gift. I mean, we're calculating that there are going to be about 250 points of contact with our community. 250 ways that we will be blessing our neighbors. 
When you give the postcard, when you give the check, there's also information here that the person who's receiving or the organization that's receiving this can also share their story. We know that many of you will probably share it with nonprofit organizations. They will want to share something about their ministry. But some of you may share this on a much more personal level with a classmate or a coworker or a family member who is struggling. And we would love to hear how this has had a direct impact on them. Now, it could be that you, you just aren't comfortable with this. Or it could be that this is just feels like something that you can't take on right now. And if that's true for you, that's okay. You can just put your envelope in the offering plate and we will give it to someone at the 11 o'clock service. No worries, no problem. Finally, we hope that you will come back here on October 20th. Well, obviously, you'll be here many times between now and October 27th. <laughs> but on that day, we're going to celebrate. It is uh, Reformation Day, and we're going to come together in the evening over meal, a meal, and uh, we're going to share the stories of how, what God has done with this. I can't wait. So we're giving you time, right? But not forever, right? October 20th is your deadline. After that, we're going to cancel any checks that are still outstanding. So please just be aware of that. So finally, one more thing. One more thing, and that is this. Don't spill the beans. <laughs> All right? So as you're leaving, it could be that there's going to be people coming in for manna. There's going to be people maybe coming in for the 11 o'clock service. Do not tell them. Let's swear an oath that we will keep this a secret uh, because we don't want to spoil the surprise for them. We want them to find out the way that you found out because in that moment of surprise, God might speak into their heart. And so please don't... If you see someone at the grocery store or as you're walking out to your car, even if they try to strong arm you, John Van Osdall, you <laughs> remain firm. Just say you'll have to find out. It's a great surprise. So we send you off today with this happy burden to discern what makes you come alive to listen for how God is calling you to choose life and to be faithful to the God who is faithful to you, to ponder how you will use this gift of God's grace to bless the world as we live our mission to share God's grace, to grow our faith, and to serve others. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence. <laughs>